culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For hot, t- for more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I've got really funny Instagram stories, usually of my neighbors, my Ubers, and me dancing naked in the shower. It's always a good time. Go and follow us at No Filter with Zach to keep up with the latest show news. Super excited for today's guest who's going to be helping me break down all the biggest headlines in Bravo land and reality TV world. Today's guest is a fellow Bravo enthusiast. She's full of pizzazz, delivering quick hits and deep cuts on her juicy podcast, Hot Takes and Deep Dives, here to dive real deep with me. Please welcome Jess Rothschild. Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. You're so cute. Aw, thank you. You know, I actually used to, back in the day, before I ever started podcasting, I used to watch After Buzz really? on YouTube. And I mean, when I was like figuring out who you were, I was like, oh my God, this is where I know him from. Because uh. you look so familiar. And I remember watching you like after the episodes of like New York and Beverly Hills. Those were like my two main housewives. I always would watch After Buzz. Um, before like podcast recapping was really a thing, you guys were kind of like the pioneers of that in a way. And so, yeah, I totally remember you. I loved you. Oh, thank you. I, I definitely kept the comments hot for sure. My my opinions weren't always everybody's favorites, but I always, I kept it real, Jess. Yeah. So how is your, what in New York? How's it going out there? How's Yeah, I live in New York. Yeah, I live in New York. Um, quarantine life, <laughs> I mean, listen, are we really in quarantine? I mean, you're in L.A., right? I'm in L.A., so we're still pretty so guys, quarantined. Yeah, so New York, I mean, as I'm sure everybody knows, is doing really well. Like, we really did flatten the curve because when our governor and mayor first, you know, like, in, in March, like, locked everything down, New Yorkers, I mean, the truth is, the reason why we flattened the curve so well is because New Yorkers literally left Manhattan. Yeah. And everybody, and still to this day, like, not too many people have actually, like, come back to the city. So city people either 
went to, if they're, you know, lucky enough to have like a second home somewhere, either in Connecticut or the Hamptons, they, I have neighbors yeah. who I haven't seen <laughs> since March, yeah. literally on my floor, in my apartment, on my floor. I, you know, they, they're just at their other houses or people went to stay with family. Yeah. Um, like my friend Gibson Johns, who's like another, oh, yeah. you know, you know, like he, he lives pretty close to me and he left like immediately to stay with family in DC. And, and I just messaged him like the other day, like, dude, are you coming back? Like, are you, did you move? He's like, no, 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 I'll be back. I'm like, okay. Cause it's been like five months. Like what's happening? I know it's crazy how fast yeah. time flew number one, but no, I, I, yeah. I feel that a little bit here. Cause I live in downtown and downtown is not the way it used to be. Like it used to take me like just 30 minutes of traffic just to get out of downtown. And now I can get out like, in like 10 minutes, it, like yeah. worst case scenario. It's crazy. Like it's just the city. And I've even noticed like a lot of my friends and stuff have left LA to go back to like Ohio or Minnesota where they're from, where they're from to stay yeah. with their family. And some of them are saving money on rent. I'm like, shit, I have family here in LA. I need to be saving some money on rent, but I have, I'm still stuck on a lease. I, I have friends who broke their leases and either temporarily or permanently. I think people who, for like people, you know, I'm in my, in my mid thirties and, you know, a lot of my friends, like they're like either like just gotten married in the past couple of years or they have like one kid and they know that they weren't going to stay in the city. Like they were maybe going to leave in the next five years. Mm -hmm. This was the perfect experience and the opportunity push. for them to get out of it, it, it was just like they're like well if we're gonna do it i, I guess like a Now's pandemic is like i guess we should do it yeah so i i know quite a, a number of, of personal friends who they either just like temporarily broke their meaning like they moved out for like the summer and they're gonna figure it out in the fall or you know they're married and they have a, have a kid and they're like well let's just figure it out that's what they did yeah, I'm in the figure it out mode. I just signed my lease again for another year, which is probably the uh, a crazy thing to do considering we don't know what the rest of the year is going to look like. But I'm I'm always somebody... Ooh, speaking of neighbors, I see my neighbor. Uh, he looks like he just rolled out of bed and he has his belly just all up out in the window. I live in the building right across the street. Like you can just see everything into everybody's lives. So I narrate them on Instagram stories all the time. I, but I um, yeah, I was one of the crazy ones that decided, you know what? This is a good enough deal for this apartment. And I'm just going to... I'm, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to make it work and I will figure it out. Um, yeah. Call me crazy, but... No, I don't, I honestly don't think it's, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's going to be a rough, this is going to go on through 2021. It's going to go on for another year. Yeah. We're not going to see I the I'm, real after effects. Like the real aftershocks are going to come later into the yeah. months. I'm, I'm not really one to like run away. Yeah. Like I'm more like, let's just like take a minute and like look around like the people who like up in like less led I don't know those people like kind of make me nervous like you're that scared like Jesus Christ get yeah. a grip yep I don't know I'm not yeah, but I'm an asshole I'm kind of like oh my god <laughs> look I you can call us assholes but I just think we got grit Jess I think some people just aren't meant for 
big city life like yeah. LA or New York. Because well, if and you like, think about it, they're coming, they're transplants from the Midwest. You know what I mean? Like staying in a city is a really like tough thing. I know I see people move to LA all the time and just pandemic aside, like this city will eat you up and, and spit you back out. But what's so funny is the people, the people that I'm, I'm talking about the people in my life that I'm referring to, they're like from Pennsylvania. These are not transplants. Mm. Like they're from the East coast. Like, they're from the tri-state area, it's just like, or Jersey. It's like, I mean, maybe it's a financial thing, honestly. Yeah. I think finances play a big role. But Shall we dive into some Bravo news? Yeah, let's do it. So I got um, I got dragged a little bit on Instagram because I posted about Lala and Randall when people were speculating that they had potentially broken up. And I was like, ooh, people think that they broke up. And then, the, you know, everybody that loves Lala is like, no, they didn't. And so now she's actually coming out and addressing it. So she deleted all of her photos with Randall on Instagram. And then people yeah. noticed that they weren't following each other, even though they've never but followed like, each other. And they like yeah. blocked each other at one point. I have a question. Why do you think they never followed each other? Like, don't you think that's a little weird? Well, I remember, so I interviewed her maybe at the beginning of 2018. I don't think it was 20. Yeah, it had to be like January of 2018 before like we really knew Randall and it was just her man that everyone's like her married man. Um, and I remember asking her then about... Um, because at that point she had said there was something about social media and they're like, why don't you post about him more on social media? And she said that we actually have each other blocked because we don't want to see what other people are commenting on our photos. Like he doesn't like when people, you know, either say that I look sexy in my photos and he also doesn't like when people say negative things about me in the comments. Mm -hmm. So he just doesn't want to see it. And so we just decided that not following each other and blocking each other works for us. So we don't see each other's content and aren't bothered by it. And so I guess they have unblocked each other, but just never followed each other. Hey. Kind of weird, but okay. I think it's fucking weird. I think their relationship in general is just weird. But like, look, he's got bank and she's pretty. And like, let's let's keep it real and like call it for what it is. It's your your typical L.A. love story. So she's now saying that the reason she recently deleted or archived all of the photos on her Instagram feed with Randall is because he refused to help her unload the groceries. I mean, that's idiotic, but okay. Like, I just feel like you know that that's like, we're, we're in this place of social media where everybody's following everybody's move, especially on these shows to see who's unfollowing who and who's doing what. So like people are going to be, she know, like she's been in this enough, especially when she first came out about blocking each other and all of that stuff that like she knew this was going to draw attention. So for her to be like, I wasn't, I was so surprised that everybody decided to like comment on what we do. It's like, You've been in this long enough to know what you were doing. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's really immature and idiotic. I don't know. There's nothing else I can really say. It's just. Do you think she sometimes was. It, sometimes it reaches a level of stupidity that it's like not worth like your brain cells to try and like comment on it. <laughs> um, do you think that she was doing it for attention? Probably. Yeah. I feel like yeah. they're. I feel like they're at this place where they're kind of bored in their life, where like because yeah. they're not taping Vanderpump right now and they don't okay, know like, yeah, what's going to happen. The real, que- the real question is, 
I mean, even like, the, the restaurant has got to be open, sir, and TomTom have got to be open for takeout. They're not. Mm-mm. They're completely closed. Sir, Pump, and TomTom are completely closed. They're not even doing takeout. Wow. Which is like crazy for all so, of the employees. So that's, why, so, so that's why they can't film right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So it'll the show will probably come back when they will probably have to take a season off, which is good because yeah. we need like a cultural uh, reset. We need a, yeah, we need that a show. Yeah. So yeah, they're bored. These people are just bored. I don't think they know how to exist without being the center of attention with the reality show right now. Have you been following Stassi and Kristen's mm-hmm. Instagram? More so, so Stassi <laughs> than Kristen. Yeah. Stassi, I mean, she's, like, really showing. Like, there's, like, an actual baby in there. And um, I heard that she made her account. I follow her, so I can't tell. But I heard that she made her Instagram private. She did. I found that out because I remember I was logged into our show account, and I was trying to go to her page, and it's private. But my personal account follows her. Why would she do that? I mean, the first thing I thought when I saw that happen is she's losing followers and she wants to keep them. So she's going to make it private because usually the the stars will do that so that you have to follow them in order to see their content. So if you want to see so like all of the press and all the people that even just want to hate on her, they're going to make the effort to follow her to see what she's doing. And then the people that do hate on her won't have access to her content. And I'm pretty sure they, you know. There's not even a point in following, even putting in the request to follow her if you don't like her. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think that she'll be back on Vanderpump in a couple of years? Or do you think she'll just get hired by another network, maybe like We or E? See, okay, so I have a couple couple of ideas about this. I think she's filming right now. Not with Bravo production, but I think she's filming herself. That would be that would be brilliant. And I okay. think she's going to either use that to maybe launch a YouTube channel or she's going to try to sell the footage. I'm pretty sure she, her new rep is already in talks to have something. And I think because she already has such a great relationship with certain people in the press, especially like Us Weekly, that they've been really nice to her and their coverage of her recently has also been to kind of help rebuild her reputation in a positive way that I think there's a comeback in the works. Now, I also could see her doing maybe like a three episode kind of like little cameos on Vanderpump if it were to come back, like of Katie Maloney and that being part of Katie's storyline of like, we're going to visit Stassi and Stassi how are you doing how's the baby and that way Bravo can reintegrate her I think that that would be something that would work however I don't think part of me is mixed about whether or not she should even do that because of the way Bravo handled their firings where like they didn't notify them it was an abrupt decision they called the lawyers like the news is breaking in five minutes you're out and you know I feel like if you've given eight years to a a company especially a company that's backed all of this behavior that you're being dragged for like that's kind of shitty on the company I didn't like the way Bravo handled any of it I thought they could have done it in a much more productive way that would have also really educated the audience that watches Vanderpump Rules and Bravo in general Um, but I don't think like if I were her I don't think I would want to come back to Vanderpump Rules after that experience of how they handled it yeah probably not 
Yeah. So interesting. Lala also talked about the potential of Faith coming on to Vanderpump Rules next season. And Lala said she's really open to it. How do you feel mm-hmm. about Faith potentially coming back to the show? I mean, that would be fascinating. If, I, if Faith came back, that would be fascinating because they never really did her service the first go around. Has Faith expressed interest? And wanting to come back. Oh, yeah. She's definitely, when she was doing all of her press, she's like, I 1000% would come back to Bravo. I don't have an issue with Bravo. I would okay. love to, you know. For me, it's a hard then, no. Yeah. Oh, for you, you don't want it? I think it would, like, the issue with this most recent season, I think Vanderpump definitely needs diversity. I think they need to bring in more people of color. I think they need to bring in more people um, of the LGBTQ plus community, especially with, you know, everything that Sir is supposedly about. I think that they should absolutely integrate those um, other types of of, um, perspectives and voices into the show. However, I think when it comes to faith, it would feel very disingenuous. And I think a lot of the other cast members would have to, I think we would be able to see through the fake relationships that would have to be formed. Because even think about it, most of the cast still likes and is friends with Stassi and Kristen, that there's just some unsettled dust that they're going to have to face should they have to film a scene with faith. I think they would have to force their relationships and we would be able to to see that the way we saw this most recent season where it felt fake with these new cast members that they brought in. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think it would I be agree. a genuine I integration. I mean, I think, I think, I think like my gut reaction was like, yeah, I'd love to see it. But I, but now that you're like explaining like how it would actually like interact with other cast members, they Probably. Well, I think they still hate her for cheating for the whole Jackson. Yeah, that and that's the other issue is a lot of them aren't friends with her just in general, that they would have to really be nice to her on the show. And you can just and you would just know, like, think about it. If one of your closest friends was fired and somebody else, not to say that Faith was the reason they were fired, but she was involved in the situation and she was involved, you know, by association, you would just kind of have mixed feelings about that person. Not saying that she should be judged for that at all but it would just bring especially if it's somebody that you already didn't have a friendship with or didn't like to begin with I just think it wouldn't it it wouldn't feel right it would feel off all right hold up wait a minute I want to talk to you about dry farm wines which is my favorite hangover free wine Yes, that's right. I said it. Hangover free wine because it doesn't have any additives. It doesn't have any dyes. It doesn't have added sugar. None of that junk. It's good, clean wine. All right. And it's shipped straight to your door. So you don't even have to worry about going to the market because if you're afraid about getting all the germs at the market, you're like, no, you can have it sent straight to your door. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. Clean wine, hangover free wine, no additives, no junk. They have reds, they have whites, they have uh, rosés, they even have an orange wine. I don't know if it's still available right now, but that orange wine is something new and you're going to want to try it. So go check out dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K, and get that hangover free wine so you can drink tonight and not hurt tomorrow. Okay, go. Katie Maloney just launched a podcast. It was supposed to come out during the firings. Um, and then obviously they sat on it and it's coming out later this month. Yeah. It's called, what is it called? Um, You'll love You're me. Gonna love You're going to love You're me. You're going to love me. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, vibes. Are you going to listen? Okay. Here's what I'll do. I'll probably do with her what I did with Lala and Randall, which was it, when they had a guest that I was like interested in, I like listened and that was my sort of way to like figure out if they were any good. Um, 
maybe I can see myself listening to like one and a half episodes just to know and then like moving on. But here's my question. But here's my question for you. Of the three, so three podcasts, well, two in addition to Katie's have been announced. Mm-hmm. Bethany's, of course, which is coming out in September. And LVP herself has announced that she's doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Of those three, Bethany, LVP, and Katie Maloney, which ones would you listen to? Bethany. Same. Okay. I don't I don't care about Lisa Vanderpump's podcast at all. And I don't think she's even going to be good at it. I think it's a little embarrassing yeah. that she's doing a podcast. I think it's embarrassing that Bethany's doing a podcast. Like, girl, you're above this shit. What I like about or what I the reason I disagree on Bethany's podcast is because of the angle of the show where it's very much focused on entrepreneurs talking about how to take your business to the next level. So it's a very niche podcast where it's like Katie and LVP are just launching general podcasts just because they need something to do. You know what I mean? Katie, because her PR team was probably like, we need to do something that's going to change the public perception of who you are and people think you're a fucking bitch. And Lisa Vanderpump, it's more of like, you need to do something because every, your empire is just crumbling. Yeah. Matt, I think the, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think the only Bravo podcast that I even really enjoyed was Stassi's. I don't think the rest Mm, of them launched any really good podcasts. I did dip in and out of Stassi's. She occasionally would have like interesting stuff. Yes. I wouldn't listen to it religiously, but she of all of them was the only one I ever really did listen to. And I think it's because she's the one that started the trend and she found her footing, whereas a lot of them are still kind of new and one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Do you remember Bethany had her own, when Andy Cohen launched his Sirius XM channel, Bethany had her own show called Be Real with Bethany mm-hmm. and it lasted it, this was the summer did you listen to this I didn't listen I remember following it but I didn't have the Sirius XM app so I didn't actually listen to the show tell me about it that Zach I listened to this religiously okay I have I have to just like, tell you one thing like why it ended like this is like a nugget for okay. like you Bethany fan like Bethany is like my number one like she is my one true love like in this lifetime like I'll follow, I'll watch whatever shit she does. Like in some of it, I don't like, but like I'll, I'll, I'll watch anything she does. I think she's fantastic. But so she got a, a serious show for, it was like a summer. I think it was supposed to go on beyond that, but it lasted maybe like eight or 10 episodes. And it ha- it was airing the summer that season eight of Real Housewives of New York was airing. Mm-hmm. And that was that season when that followed the whole, you know, Luann getting engaged to Tom and then it's not about Tom. Don't let it be. It, it, don't tell me it's about Tom. It's about Tom. She would occasionally have Carol on as a guest. It was like, it was good. She took like listener calls and then she would just like, I swear to God, there were some episodes where all it was was her and Carol making fun of Luann. <sighs> And ultimately, and the show was like really successful. It was like, it was good. Ultimately, she got fired from Sirius XM because there was a concert. Sirius XM had a partnership with 
out in the Hamptons, um, in Amagansett, which is a village in the Hamptons, uh-huh. there's a place called Stevens Talk House, which is like a music venue. And Coldplay was performing. They do like concert series out there when it's like not a global pandemic. And Coldplay, basically like serious, like broadcasts, like live from this place. And anybody who works for serious, like ta- serious talent gets, can get in. It's a very small venue, so you can get in to see the show. Bethany was at the show. And you can Google this. You can look up these page six articles. She was the, the girl, the woman who was in front of her was like blocking her view or something. And Bethany threw a beer at this woman. And this woman is married to like the vice president of Sirius XM. <sighs> Are you dying? And she like, she was fired. She never, she was never on again. See, I remember hearing something about like she got in a fight at a Coldplay concert and then her show was canceled. But I didn't know it was like she actually threw a beer at somebody that had a direct connection to Sirius. See, I think she I think she thinks her dick is big and she swings it around a little too much. And that's where she runs into these issues. But I love Bethany. I, I, I Yeah, I think sometimes her... She's gotten better. She has definitely gotten better, like, now that she's, like, stepped away from Housewives. But I think, especially, like, that season where she was having such a moment. It was only, like, her second season back, and she was, like, she was creating, like, the best television of all time. I think, like, her ego can sometimes get the best of her. But I think that she's, like, obviously learned a lot from that. Well, because it was what experience. her, it was her, that was her second season back, right? Yeah. So she had already come off of her first season back where everybody loved her coming back and like it was just continuing to beef her back up. I think she does have moments where she has an ego issue. Yeah. I mean, but that's just, I love that story. I think it's so funny. <laughs> I mean, listen, she's fine. Bethany's fine. <laughs> and she also, I mean, I think the issue is when you fuck it up with Sirius and not because we see like Jeff Lewis and Jeff Lewis still has his radio show, but it's because he, I guess he has Andy Cohen. Like I, well, I guess he has a good relationship with Sirius where his issue was more of with Bravo, but Bravo doesn't own Sirius that Bravo's a separate oh. entity. So that's why they cut his show, but he's still on Sirius. And I think he gets good tea on his show. Exactly. His show is great. Jeff Lewis's radio show is great. I love it because he really just doesn't hold back. And you see people where they're kind of like, I don't hold back. But then when you start to see them get a little beat up by these bigger companies and networks, then they're like, oh, I need to muzzle it. And he's just still so like dragging Gage. And like he has no shame in anything he does. You have to have respect for it. It's crazy the shit he says. I mean, about like, his ex-partner and their daughter and the the meetings and the cussing. Like, it's like, wow. He, he holds nothing back. So a lot of people are upset with Teddy. You've been watching Beverly Hills, right? Of course, of course. One of my favorite fa- franchises, and I know that's a really hot take because not everybody loves Beverly Hills, especially right now. I love, uh, but, but you know what, Zach? I love Beverly Hills too. And I, I don't care who knows it. I have like a... a like Beverly Hills circulates between my top one and top two all the time, but it's never dropped what are, below. What that. Are you, tell me, I want to hear your, what was your entry point to housewives and what are your top two or three franchises? Entry point was the second 
No. First. No, second. Second season reunion for New Jersey. That was my first entry into it because it was just like, oh, I just happened to come across the reunion and I was with my grandmother at the time and we just started watching and we're like, these women are batshit crazy. And then was, we, that the, was that the one, was that the reunion where they were in the midst of filming season three no. and they're like, something just happened? Oh, was that, when was that? That came, I was trying to figure that out like two days ago because I was looking that up. That was, I want to say it was seasons four and five when that happened and they're like, something just happened. And it was the past, the, the fashion show was last night that I believe was. Then. Right. It was a pot. It was a posh fashion yeah. show. Okay. Right. And oh Jacqueline didn't show up to the reunion because she was at the posh fashion show last night and she was upset with Teresa. So it was that whole debacle. Um, but my entry point was that, that reunion, which is when it was right. It was the, they were re airing them before the third season started and season three. I mean, the begin, the first seasons of any franchise are just amazing, but that was when Melissa and Kathy first came in and there was all the beef with the family and the christening. And that was a good season. And then my top three would have to be New York, Beverly Hills and New Jersey. I think those are my three, New York, Beverly Hills. I would say Jersey, but you know what? Potomac, mm. I really love. Potomac, like, right now I would say Potomac because it's, it's like, freshly on. And, like, Jersey right now feels, like, so far in the past. Um, Jersey just feels like air. You know what's interesting? When Jersey isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, when Jersey is not airing, doesn't it feel totally irrelevant? That's why it never makes my top one or two. It always kind of stays at a steady three because it just, it doesn't, I think also because they're in New Jersey, whereas at least in New York and Beverly Hills and some of the other franchises, like they're followed closely, especially like in the media where like they're often doing events and stuff where I feel like the New Jersey girls are kind of just like never really on our radar unless the show's airing. I think it's because the New Jersey cast, they're not stars. Like they're just like literal Jersey girls. Like yeah. they're not, I know Melissa Gordo like thinks she's JLo, but like they're not stars. I mean, J- Teresa yeah. is someone to watch because of like, she makes national headlines and she makes these worldwide headlines, but she too is not a star. No. Like she's too like dim, but the cast of New York and, and Beverly Hills and, and even Potomac has yeah. star power. Like Giselle, Giselle is that's a the first one that star. came to my head. Giselle, G- Giselle is a star. Karen is a star. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway. None of the Jersey girls <laughs> have ever really had that star power or that. I mean, aside from Teresa, and the only reason, let's be real, the only reason Teresa became popular was because of her legal issues, and that's what made her, you know, yeah. that's what made people know who she is. I mean, I would say actually Caroline Manzo had, she was the closest. Yeah. Well, I mean, they put spin-off. her in that Super Bowl commercial last year. Like she, yeah. she to me had the closest star power, but yeah, but I definitely, I agree with you. It sounds like we're aligned. So, well, on the, on the topic of Jersey, they have this new girl that was filming with Teresa, and she's rumored to be the new housewife to be joining Michelle Pace. I think that's how you say it. Pice, Pace. And she's a real estate. Michelle Pice. And she's a luxury real estate broker in Joy Z. Are you, uh-huh. do you think we needed another housewife? Or definitely. You, 
do you think that yeah. one of the current housewives will get a more reduced role introducing somebody new? Or do you think we're going to have six no. primaries? We're going to have six primaries. Did we have six? What was it last year? Five and then Danielle? Teresa, Melissa, Jackie, Jennifer, and Margaret. Five. Five primaries and Danielle. And then and Danielle? No, they need six full-time housewives. Yeah, that'll, I think that'll be perfect. Yeah, I think we could use some fresh blood. We need somebody to kind of mix up the dynamic a little bit. I'm tired. I guess when you have the same housewives, it becomes the same dynamic. Well, that's the issue that's going on in New York right now. And I say this is like Real Housewives of New York is like my favorite thing, like on this planet Earth is Roni. And I'm having like issues with it. I don't love this season. There's it's just there's nothing. There's, there's nothing. no I mean, storyline. If there was no, yeah, there was like I wouldn't be able to watch it. Yeah, there's no storyline. There's no like connection. You don't have anybody that you're really rooting for. I mean, I love I love Leah. I think she's a great addition. But even her, like, you don't have one person on the cast right now that you're genuinely rooting for, or that you really like, or you know, or team this person or that person. Like, there's no real. It just feels like a lot of, it feels like a season full of, um, what are those, the specials, the never before seen footage specials where you have like these fun oh, little that's scenes. that's so funny. That's what this season that's feels so like. interesting. It just feels like you're, a bunch you, of. You're, you're, you actually just like nailed it. It's the, a bunch of disjointed scenes that, but there's no thread mm-hmm. that's stitching it all together. And usually Bethany is the, the one. the one. Usually Stephanie and also Luann provided the story the past like four years. Other than Ramona not liking Leah's edition or Sonia just being like really drunk all the time. But like we've already seen that. Like there really is no nothing. Ramona had another party. What's your your prediction for, I mean, they're going to have to start filming New York. I mean, they'll, they'll start filming it in the fall, I guess. Do you think there is there a world in which they would get rid of Ramona? I think we're at the point where we need to start cutting some of the OGs. And it it, it will either be Luann or Ramona. Luann's already gotten cut once. So I don't know if they... But I feel like she's also had a really big like evolution on the show that we kind of... I mean, I could see Luann leaving the show only because she has had that evolution and now she's kind of like on her high with her cabaret that we could see her sailing off into the sunset the way Bethany did when she got, you know, married and her skinny girl brand. Ramona, I feel like... I feel like she's getting old that are not old in like an, in a, um, like an age sense, but old and like it's the same tune every single season that I feel like we could actually see a future without her. I feel the same way. I feel the same. I agree with you about Ramona and I feel that same way about Sonia. And I love, I love Sonia and I love, and I love Ramona in the, in the, you know, in the day I go on and in and out with Ramona, but I've, I've loved Sonia, but like there's no growth. There's no... It's 12 seasons of the same thing. Yeah. Whereas at least Ramona in like the middle seasons, we saw a little bit of it after her divorce from Mario. We saw her be like a human for like a second. Sonia is very much the same thing. And we've been watching them exactly like this for 12 seasons that it's just becoming 
the same note that we need to mix it up. And I know they're interviewing new housewives and they're kind of looking to freshen the show up a bit. But I think Ramona or Sonia or Luann, I think any of the three we can definitely do without. Because we saw them do it with um, Alex and Jill after the fourth season that I think we could definitely see it happen again. I'm fascinated to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Okay, so Teddy. Oh, but you, but you, but you, yeah, Teddy, go, go, get back to Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> so Teddy <laughs> um, has taken the hot seat this season, aside from Denise, obviously. But so Teddy um, tweeted something about how she knows that she can rest easy despite all of the backlash that she's gotten from the fans because she knows that she shows up and is just the most authentic she's ever been. Um, what do you think about Teddy this season and the heat that she's taking for delivering the news from Brandy to Denise and Rome? I think that Kyle has been an amazing friend to Teddy. To Teddy. By, pos- by positioning her literally next to her, be like, you're the one that's going to receive the information right next to me and you're going to be the one who's going to deliver the, this is the machinations of, of Kyle. Kyle has been pulling the puppet strings on this. It is to give Teddy a front and center to be the mouthpiece mm. in, in all the Brandy, in all the Brandy and Denise drama. Otherwise, Teddy's literally not on these episodes. I mean, have you seen her scenes? They're like 10 seconds of her like at the doctor's office looking at with her family, looking up at the screen at the baby. And then it's like it zooms over to somebody else. Yeah. Like, like she's for sure like done. This is like, I've never been sure of anything as so much as like, there's no her way they can done. bring her back. But as far as her getting heat, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's it's, it's absurd. She should be like, kissing the ground that she's getting heat because it's the only reason it's giving her a paycheck. So yeah. like, be thankful, babe. Like she's, it's bullshit. She's not mad about getting heat. It's nonsense. Her and Kyle are high-fiving being like, we've made some moments. Yep. Let's go to brunch. Like if you think about it, you can find even like some of the, the terrible housewives like Kelly Ben Simone from New York, even with those, you can still find those memorable moments on the show. I don't think Teddy has any memorable moments on the show at all that will go down as like iconic moments in the franchise. And she's been on what, three or four seasons. Like you can see a Catherine or a a Carlton and you're just like, meh, they were one, one season. I don't need to remember them. But with Teddy, she's been on for at least three or four seasons and yet still doesn't have a single moment. Where, like, Tinsley has, like, her crying at the circus and her and her eggs. Like, even she has moments. Teddy has not one of those moments. We, we lost Tinsley too soon. That, that, I really, I feel that they ran Tinsley off the show. And Tinsley will forever be, Tinsley will forever be remembered in a positive light. Mm-hmm. She's going to go down when this all ends we will remember Tinsley very fondly and that she gave a lot to the show. Um, I don't think she gives a lot in her personal life, like in like her life is like kind of silly, but in terms of the making of this television Mm -hmm. show in which we're watching, she did a great job. Great job. 
I didn't like her until she left. And that's when I was like, oh, she actually, like, this was her best season, <laughs> even though she wasn't even on it the entire time. That's funny. <laughs> Do you think that this season of Beverly Hills is an attack on Denise? And did she bring it upon herself? Mm, no, I do not think she brought it upon herself. I think I am totally on Denise's side. I believe I believe Brandy, and I really feel for Denise. I love Denise. Mm-hmm. Love her. I love her. And I think her and Aaron, I would watch the two of them all fucking day. She is yes, like we can sit and criticize him. He's, he's an, an asshole to, to the other women, but he's interesting. Mm-hmm. He's interesting to watch. And to, to me, my ethos or my sort of like mission statement when it comes to like watching these shows is the big, the only crime you can commit is being boring. Is to not be, is if you're not entertaining. So that's why Teddy fails. But Denise and Aaron, I mean, we're, we're just looking at Aaron, like he shines because like he's given, he's given moments. He gives memorable moments. Do you think they'll be back next season? Okay, so that's, that's a great question. Garcelle said in an interview, I think this week, that she would not come back if, Ted, if Denise doesn't come back. So I think Bravo is going to come up with that money. They are going to come up with that money. They don't want to, they, they can't leave Garcelle, who has a lot of promise. She has a yeah. lot of promise as, to be a great housewife. Like, we've seen the glimmers. We've seen the moments. And Denise is like, they've got, like, she's a star, like, beyond. Like, she's given a lot to the show. I think Denise and Garcelle both come back next season. Yeah, me too. They could never, they could never lose they could never lose um, these gems. They're going to, they're going to get rid of Teddy and then they'll find somebody new or, and, and for sure Sutton, they'll find Sutton's got to figure out a way to like work out the deal with the husband to get the kids on. See, and, I don't believe not. that. Who cares? I don't believe that she keeps giving us that party line. I don't believe it. And I'll tell you, why I don't believe it because we've had so many other housewives, Adrian Maloof, Bethany Frankel, that haven't shown their kids on the show, that have consistently got contracts on the show. I think that there's something more that they're not, that Bravo doesn't want revealed as to why Sutton can't be a full-time housewife. Because even, and it had to have been something that went down recently because she even filmed her opening credit on the green screen and she did the cast photo shoot. Like there are just too many of these moments that like, were like it had to have been a very recent thing that went down that Bravo decided to pull her because they announced her as a full-time housewife. They wouldn't do that if they didn't already have their deal in place. But the deals aren't in place. The deals aren't fully in place until after they film the entire thing. Like it's not decided who is full-time versus who is a friend until the thing is about to go on the air. But that's why I think, but they announced Garcelle and normally there's speculation and the gossip sites are the ones that are like, we think this person is in and we don't know whether they're full-time or not until the end of the season. But with Garcelle Mm -hmm. and with um, 
Sutton, they announced them as the two newest housewives to be coming to Beverly Hills way at the beginning of filming. And then you see Sutton filmed the entire season. She's at every single event. She's at every single cast trip. That it just something is off about why she didn't become a housewife and we're not getting the real story because Adrian Maloof never filmed her kids. Bethany Frankel doesn't I get it, Bethany's Bethany, but like there are so many housewives that didn't film with their kids that made full time. But I I don't know. I do I do believe Sutton's party line because the Adrian Bethany is in a different yeah, Bethany caliber. is Bethany. That that ha- and also that has to do with a custody thing with Jason. That wasn't if it was up to Bethany, Brynn's face would have been right, all over right, that right. Um Adrian, that is from like a previous like edict. That's from like yesteryear. We can't it's too long ago. We can't like compare the, the contract from a decade ago of what a makes a housewife can to today. Well even Brandy. I mean, just, Brandy wasn't allowed to show her kids. Because Eddie mm-hmm. Cibrian didn't want. That's why I'm saying there are, there are too many of these housewives that have gotten away with not showing their kids because the spouse or the, the dad doesn't want them on camera that Sutton just feels off. Like she was, I think she delivered. She, I don't like her now. I did at the beginning of the season and I like watching her on the show, but I don't like watching her on the after show or seeing her recent interviews because she seems to be filtering herself a bit and she seems to be changing from the Sutton that we first saw on Beverly Hills when the show began airing. Interesting. We shall see. We shall see. (laughs) Do you think that them dragging Denise this season was intentional? Do you think there was a plot to take Denise down? 1000%. They're jealous. Yeah, I can see that. She's the highest paid, I think, or she's She's actually not. She's not. I I was able, I just, I believed that she was. um, And she also did sign a four year contract. So I, not that she's guaranteed all four of those seasons, but I'm pretty sure that Bravo intends to keep her around and have her fulfill those four. So it's not even a money thing because I think her salary has already been set for those four seasons unless, you know, they renegotiate something. Um, Yeah. I, Okay, I believe that they're they're pissed that she's that she's making a lot of money um, and doing you know part time work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I suspect this is just my take on it is that they knew this rumor. Mm-hmm. Like I think Rinna like knew this this story. Like Brandy had told this story to somebody. Maybe it was production. Maybe it was Rena, whoever. Last year, like months and months ago, but mm-hmm. before they started filming, and I think that was the setup from the start that they were going to reveal this piece of information in like Act Three. If this is like a Shakespearean drama we're watching, this was the gun they were going to shoot off in Act Three. And everything we have watched up until this point, the dwelling on the the, the threesomes and the kids, it, it was all nonsense. It was all to point out hypocrisy for when this smoking gun could go off. They knew. Look at Rena's reaction when they tell her in the car. She's like, yeah. It's like, she knew. These people are not good actresses. 
I don't, I think the setup wasn't from the women on the show. I think the women probably started getting keen to certain things throughout the season. I don't think this was their plot going in. I think production knew about this rumor and they're the ones that were setting it up from the beginning and they were dropping the bomb right at the end. But I don't think the women were fully in on it until it really kind of came and they're like, oh, this is what we're doing now. And that's where you see in Rome, you see Rinna kind of like, okay, now I'm going to play ball. Because Rinna, Rinna always takes the bait. Rinna always, you throw that tennis yeah. ball and Rinna's going to run after it, catch it and play ball. Yeah. Yeah. I have I to mean, s- it's good. This is a good season. That's of what I'm saying. Hill. I have to say, this is a good season. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's one of the best seasons they've had in a while. Last season was terrible. Yeah. It's good. And if you lose Denise, what do you have? If Imagine Denise was not there this season. What would we have? With Teddy, who, do you, who else do you think gets cut? Because at this point, they have six full-time, and then they have Sutton, who's technically full-time-ish, but she's uh, a friend of. They have to cut somebody. And they're interviewing for New Housewives for next season. Why do they have to cut somebody in addition to Teddy? Because they already have six primaries. So if they have, oh, 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 if they cut Teddy, then they would have five primaries. I think they have to cut two to fill in, because I don't think they want to have seven primaries. I think somebody gets demoted and two people get cut. Hmm. Or somebody gets demoted and somebody gets cut. I think Teddy's definitely getting cut. But I think somebody else has to... Either Sutton stays in the friend of, or I think one of the primaries gets demoted. I could see, I don't, I really think they're going to keep the cast the same because like Garcelle and Sutton were like fresh and they like did, they did deliver. I think they keep the cast exactly the same. They lose, lose Teddy, let Sutton and Garcelle like really flourish and maybe add somebody in, but they don't necessarily have to do whatever they can to keep Denise. That should be the focus, not casting. It should be do whatever you have to do to keep Denise. So you don't think Brandy's coming back next season? (laughs) No. Do you think she shot herself in the foot with this storyline? I don't think they were ever going to bring her back under any circumstance. Why? She's too... She is too... Um, what's the word? I don't want to, I, it's like for some reason I want to say wild. Like she's too, she's too unhinged. Like Brandy is nuts. They, Brand- they, they can't keep control of her. The same reason, for the reason she was fired. Yeah. Although if you get Brandy back, it means you get a lot more Kim Richards. I but I don't know. I Brandy, think if there was, Brandy, I think if there was any OG from season one that should be on the show, it's Kim Richards. Kim Richards is an all-time She's great. the most fascinating on the cast. Oh, my God. You should have seen at BravoCon. She was unhinged. It was unbelievable. Just, like, talking, like, crazy. It was amazing. <laughs> Do you think that Denise throwing the cease and desist w- hurts her chances moving into the next season? Or do you think Bravo's way of reprimanding her was giving her the edit that she's getting this season? Who did she do the seasons with this at? To NBC Universal and to Brandy. 
she told the season to assist to NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. Be something in the contract that you can't sue you, Bravo, though. You can't sue the housewives, but I don't know how she even got. I don't know how it went down, but she seems to be getting away with murder if they bring her back. But, in a but, but also, but also they're airing this, so. What, what the season? That's is, that's why it doesn't. That's why the whole season desist thing doesn't. Something about it feels off that I haven't been able to really put my finger on it, but she did send Brandy a cease and desist and she did send, because the only ones we've seen try to sue Bravo are Adrian Maloof, which she was fairly uh-huh. successful with, but lost her job. Um, and Amber Marchese and Jim Marchese on New Jersey. And that's one of the reasons they were ultimately fired was because they tried to sue NBC. So I don't know. I don't know if this was Denise trying to be like, I'm going to push my weight around and see what I can get away with. And then Bravo's retaliation was to really give her a bad edit this season. Even though if you watch the footage, you can see like she was definitely part of the demise, like her reputation was going down regardless. This is interesting. I didn't know that information about the season. I mean, I knew there was, but I didn't really like look into, I didn't know it was to NBC universal. Hmm. Because she wanted them to, she wanted them to prevent it from airing on the show, and that's why she sent it to NBC, and then she sent it to Brandy so that Brandy would start talking about it in the press. Um, Right. It's interesting, and I'm curious to see how it all continues to play out, especially at the reunion. Yeah. Because apparently, and but but also, like Denise took part in the reunion. Denise sat there and filmed these at-home confessionals. Wasted, by the way. You can yeah. tell she's like drunk. She's taking part, so she 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 has continued to play ball way like months and months after this happened. I think there had to have been some sort of conversation after the cease and desist was sent. I think once you see Rinna even bring it up on the show, which we saw in the trailer, I think there was a moment in that point where they kind of they strong armed her and they must have given her some sort of good deal um, in yeah. order to keep playing because LVP walked the second it was, you know, too much yeah. for her. I don't know, but this is the best <laughs> thing to happen to Beverly Hills in a really long time. Cause it's been struggling oh, yeah. for a minute. <laughs> it is juicy. All right. Just tell everybody listening where they can go and check out your podcast and follow you on all of the social meds. Sure. Uh, so my podcast is called Hot Tapes and Deep Dives. I cover, you know, Bravo stuff. I do a lot of interviews with Bravo and like Bravo celebrity, like adjacent talent. So like I've interviewed, um, oh, let me give you some of the good ones as of late. I interviewed a lot of like old school Bravo people. Like remember uh, Jackie Warner from Workout? Mm, yes. That show? So I interviewed her a few weeks ago and she broke on my show that she was in a six and a half year long relationship with Jillian Michaels <gasps> and that Jillian co-owned that gym that workout existed in. And she just, I asked her everything. Like, how did they meet? Why did they break up? Like everything. That's a great interview. I interviewed Jonathan Anson, the hairdresser from the show blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great interview. 
he talks about like giving Ricky Martin the like the famous Vita Loca haircut. Uh, he did Madonna's hair for the Blonde Ambition tour. So he has really great stories about like Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain. I interviewed for the do you, do you watch Bethany Ever After? Mm-hmm. So I just did like a deep dive on Bethany Ever After mm. with my friend Ryan Bailey. Um, so that's up there. And I interviewed Dr. Amador, Bethany's therapist. Oh, I love Dr. Amador. I interviewed him. So yeah, like stuff, stuff like that. Um, that's so that's hot takes and deep dives. And my Instagram, JessXNYC. I love it, JessXNYC. Thank you yeah. so much, Jess. I had a blast chatting with you and breaking down these weeks, uh, this weekend's headlines from Bravo Land and the reality TV world. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. And don't forget to follow our show at No Filter with Zach. Go and leave me a five-star review because I love that validation. I'm a millennial. I need it right now. I'm home alone in quarantine <laughs> and I need your love. So please go give me a five-star review right now. Give us a follow on the social meds and get ready because we have some really juicy episodes coming later this month. So you're going to want to subscribe. All right. Jess and I are probably going to go and gab a little more and do some deep dives on some other Bravo shows. But until next time, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.